The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com The Total Seal booth is rocking here at PRI 2022. Joe Casella Lake Speed joined by Mr. Gary Stinnett from Foggett. Gary. Also a little bit of an NHRA world champion as well. No, he's right now. Gary is Gary from Foggett. Okay. <laughs> the, the innovator, the inventor, the guy who solved the problem out there. Yes, he is a four-time Super Comp world champion and world legendary engine builder right. and friend of Lake. Well, but right now he's Gary from Foggett. <laughs> you tell us, Gary. Tell you what. You're Gary from Foggett. I'm Gary from Foggett. What is Foggett? Foggett is a high performance, it's a dedicated, specifically designed high performance fogging oil. Yeah. It's designed to, to go in anything with a cylinder and a piston to keep it from rusting or any kind of oxidation, methanol, gas, whatever. Right, that's a big thing. Today's fuels make a ton of power because they got a lot of oxygen in them because you need oxygen to make power. Define oxygen. <laughs> oxygen is okay, so you have like ethanol, you got methanol, MTBE, MTBE. You get some ethers, things like that in there. That's that stuff's corrosive. Exactly. And that's the biggest issue is we got synthetic oils now that have lower friction, which means they're gonna run off the parts. There's less cling to them. Correct. You can couple that with more corrosive chemicals in the fuel because hey that carburetor can do a great job of atomizing the fuel but if it doesn't completely vaporize it can't burn and if liquid fuel is in your cylinder that has oxygen in it it's going to cause corrosion so what we what we really have a lot of is sulfuric acid oh because yeah. we have in the oil and in the gas sulfur yeah parts per million if you combust sulfur and you have oxygen present, which ignites it, all it needs is the missing ingredient to really set it off, and that's H2O. Yep. Which the internal combustion engine produces. Makes water every cycle. Right. So every single time the spark plug fires, we are pumping sulfuric acid out the exhaust port, right? It's in the cylinder. That's what rusts the headers. And, and you know, with your discussion oh. with John Causey oh, yeah. about that rust, oh, Jesus. Yes. that rust traveling back upstream into the intake port. So every time you start it, you're getting rust back and forth, right? From yeah. the, the sulfuric acid, rust to the headers. So use stainless headers, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but use fogging. Yeah. Because what we do is we, we neutralize the sulfuric acid. So when you shut the engine off, fog it and spray it with fog it, it goes in, it coats the cylinder wall, coats the valve seats, the valves, and hopefully some out in the header, yeah. right? So that whether you store it for eight hours or two weeks or two months, we've, we've hopefully protected your cylinder wall. Well, I know from my dad's engine, it was a cup motor, ran 2002 uh, in vintage racing. It sat for 18 years. When we put it in the dyno, it was down 200 horsepower. Mm. And we pulled it apart. You couldn't find anything mechanically wrong with the engine, but the cylinders and the valve seats all had rust. Yeah. Because it set for so long, and that was even without oxygen fuel. That was old 114 leaded race fuel. Yeah. But that leaded race fuel, like you said, contained sulfur. Mm -hmm. So, also what happened is, like back in the 70s when my dad raced, they went and got Avgas, and mm -hmm. they put toluene in it to up the octane. Yeah. Toluene is a dirty, oily, filmy, nasty product. Well, they also ran two ring pistons. Yep. Right. No second ring. Yep. The boards were in stock blocks, which didn't stay round. And so it was very normal when we pulled the head off a super stock motor in the late 70s, early 80s, for oil to sheath down 
the flat top piston, just run down it. There'll be no carbon. It was just oil saturated. So what, what I, I like to call is in the early days, we had self-oilers. We didn't yep. need a fogging oil. They just blew oil all the time. Well, we got we got aftermarket blocks, bow tie blocks, dark blocks, whatever. Better we, rings. We got much better <laughs> rings. Two thousand dollar some rings. We got diamond honing, profilometers, yep. vacuum pumps. Yep. We've dried out the fuel and all the oil. As we took all this detergent we had in the seventies. Yep. Ran detergent oil. Yeah. Well, you, we pulled out those detergents so you could put in more lubrication, friction modifiers. Friction yep. modifiers. It's like. Um, I saw him, Billy Godwell, about this. He had a great analogy. He says, you're taking out football players off the bus or replacing them with cheerleaders. You don't want to do that, right? Yeah. So cheerleader out, football player in. So the problem is that we've, we've dried the engines out. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not unusual now to have 23, 24 inches of vacuum. Then you shut the thing off. And what it does is what I call the reverse iced tea effect. Yep. You see a glass of iced tea, no matter where it's at, sweats on the outside. Yep. Because it's colder on the inside than it is on the outside. Right. When, when you pull your race car into the trailer, shut it off, and it cools down in the 50s at night or 40s. Reverse iced tea. Reverse iced tea. The inside of the cylinder wall is going to sweat and condensate. Yep. That's going to rust. So yep. the beauty of fog it, if you pull the engine in, shut it off, fog it by turning it over and spraying it down the intake system. Now it's protected for that night. It does not foul spark plugs. It does not hurt horsepower. We've dyno proven that, but I'm giving you the story of my super stock car at Indy this year. Okay. I went 10.020 on my first run. All right. We didn't have another run that day. I fogged it. The next day, I went out and I went 10.019. I fogged it. The next third morning in a row, 10.019. It moved 1,000 ZT three different days. Fogging it each night without touching spark plugs. That's it, huge right there. It doesn't hurt the performance. No. We've got pro stock teams. Rick Waters has dyno tested it back to back and proven by fogging the engine, wait a little while, fire it, make a pull, no power loss. In the, in the past, when guys were using, using Marvel Mist Royal right. W40 or any no, other chemical. And they not, you, you, could, you could kill your, your engine actually. You, you had to change plugs. Yep. So they take the plugs out, put warm up plugs in, fog it. The next morning, pull it, warm, the, warm the thing up, pull those out, put the race plugs in. You don't have to do that with fog it. Yeah. That's excellent. All right. So Gary is from Foggett, as you now know. Yeah. Let's talk uh, last year at the show. We had a great conversation with you, parted ways, and you had a, a tough uh, tough deal. You had to deal with uh, the COVID, but you're back, and you're back at the show. Like, that's got to be the triumphant return of the, of the year. I got, a, I got a second chance at life. After uh, two failed attempts at getting off the ventilator, which I was on for nine days, and my lung capacity was diminishing down to like 5%, by the third attempt, they called my wife and said, you're just going to have to come in. We're going to take them off the ventilator. It's probably not going to make it. They'd already lost seven in a row. They pulled me off the ventilator, and for a few seconds, I didn't breathe, and the heads dropped. They, they tell me this, and then God restored my life, and I was able to breathe, and, and everybody got happy, and now the next few days were, were pretty rough, coming off of fentanyl and profilol, codeine, morphine. You see some crazy things. You don't ever want to see that again. But uh, I made it, and that's been uh, eight months now. So I'm back. I, I lost 34 pounds. I don't recommend a COVID diet. <laughs> that's not a good diet. But I'm back and pretty healthy. My lungs are at 50 percent. I, I, going up and down these stairs here are tough, but everything else is good. Well, man, we were happy to see you. 
Yeah, happy to be here. Great testimony too, right? Because when is. God says it's not your time, it ain't your time yet. Correct. Yes, right. sir. Sort of about racing, you did get back on the track this year. You mentioned the Super Soccer. We saw Ian Super Comp at Indy, obviously, uh, had a, some sort of failure, unfortunately, didn't get the race. But uh, talk a little bit about what you're planning to do in 2023. Uh, I'll be back out with both Super Stock and uh, Super Comp. Uh, I'm going to do a few more of the uh, high dollar bracket races. I'm kind of enjoying that a little bit. It removes the pressure of points and crisscrossing the country, and it, it pays more than an HRA does. And I really enjoy doing burnouts and wheelies. So it's really fun to, to, to double enter in my 6.7 Camaro, you know, runs mid fives, mm -hmm. all steel car, and, and be able to put in uh, some weekends 37 runs in one weekend. It's so, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of practice, too, it, isn't it? It is. And, it actually did enhance my reaction times on the NHRAs. I thought I remember hearing you say that. Yeah. In one of the, maybe it was in horsepower last year or something like that. You mentioned oh, yeah. that that racing more regularly like that, your bracket racing, made your NHRA racing better. Yes, sir. Well, uh, knowing that, and on the and you speak on this, like the big money bracket racing world is as cutthroat as any style of racing. Putting out six-figure paychecks, everybody brings their A plus plus yeah, game, yeah. and if you're going to be twenty, you're probably going to go home. Yeah, um, it's to the point now where probably if you're not twelve or better on the tree, you probably they need to put an early turn on. And at the tower, a light just come on with an arrow. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> you were 20 on a tree. Just get out of the way. Is that crazy to think? That's that's amazing. But it's it has transferred over to NHRA. Yeah. Because all super stock is much tougher. Uh, bottom bowl guys, stock eliminator, and super comp guys. And of course, they they changed the Christmas tree this a year ago in NHRA, giving everybody 30 back on the tree. There's nobody that has any excuse for having a bad light in NHRA today. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's tough, and uh, and okay. So a lot of people are probably going to be confused by what you just said because it was one of those changes that like you, you don't publicize that, right. right? You don't make it a big deal. So can you explain it? It has to do with the going from incandescent bulbs to LEDs to LEDs the first time. Okay. And so do your best. See, I'm a drag race novice, so I'm so educate me. I'm, so I'm, the I'm incandescent curious. bulb. Go ahead, Gary. The incandescent bulbs were, you know, for 40 years right. or whatever, right. right? Yeah. And they came out with LEDs because they were they were more accurate, and the fuel cars would actually rattle the filaments out of the incandescent bulbs. Makes sense. Yeah. So they said, well, let's go to LEDs. The right. first week they had them, everybody was 30 red. I mean, you just could not get a green light because they come on so fast. You saw them and you left. So they had trouble. No pro stock motorcycle could even turn it green. So they're, they're scratching their heads. So Bob Brockmeyer CompuLink said, I can fix this by on the system, on the screen, the setup screen, they put in the LED compensation. And it would, there's like a number one, two, three, four, five. They would go in there for sportsman pro tree racing and pro stock bike racing and put like a number three LED compensator, making a, a 300s delay. You really were no longer on a 410 tree, you were on a 370 tree or vice versa, right? Okay. So all of a sudden, everybody there um, lost reaction time from the LED back more like the incandescent. Got well, it. after however many years, seven, eight, nine, ten years, it's been like that. I don't know why, but they decided this January, February. So you know what? We're going to take that out. That way, everybody can get a light. So, you know, it's a, it was a hotly contested topic early on. The people that worked very hard, like myself and many others, to make their car be able to have a triple zero reaction time. Yeah. Suddenly, we were kind of not penalized, but we lost our advantage. The guy that, guy or gal that's 30 at best, 
now they're triple zero. Got it. Yeah. So and a lot goes into making a car react, which yes. is yeah. where you're an innovator and you can test. Um, it, there's a lot of things that people do. I think that is a good explanation. And bottom line, though, it's tougher now because more people can have a good life. Per, a perfect reaction. Yeah. It's mostly in the equipment. You don't even have to have as good a car to have a perfect reaction time. Now, I may not. Winners still win. The cream still yeah. rises to the top. Right. So I'm not sitting here being a crybaby because they did that. But it did narrow the field up where the, the, the range of reaction times is much tighter. Got it. Then that just, the guys that are very good at the finish line and skill, it just made their job that much tighter. Yeah. That's life though. That's competition. Yeah, it's it, always it that way, right? Yeah, yeah. And it is. It's never been tougher and it's awesome yeah. to watch. So uh, what about the show here? Obviously you got the brand. How's it going so far? It's been going great. We have a booth. First time I've ever had a booth up here. Uh, How about that? Yeah. It was, I never use this word. I always just hate, it's overused. But yesterday, I actually had a moment where it was surreal. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I used the word. Yes. I don't, but it work. was surreal because I was like, I went to the first PRI show, not the first one ever. The first one I went to was in Cincinnati, 1994. Yeah. Because I helped develop the Superglide case with Dennis Reed. Okay. And we debuted it in, in, in the Hughes booth that year. And it was a big deal, and, and I was part of that, the, the design of that. So then all these other years, I've been out here as a, as a customer vendor. And so to have my own booth 28 years later, you know, is pretty, pretty, neat, pretty cool. It? Yeah. And it, we've had a great turnout over there. A lot of people stopped by. Of course, it's a, such a new product, and we are creating a new market. Right. There's been fogging oils, but they're mostly marine. We yeah. create a high-performance racing fog. Now, it works in everything from lawnmowers and chainsaws all the way to Formula One car, but it was specifically de designed for the performance industry. Right. And so, as we're over there selling that, we got people come by and they go, what is fogging? So, you have to give the whole ex explanation. Right, right, yeah. And that's okay. Our first job is creating a market, creating a brand, educating and awareness. That's what we're here for. Well, one thing you mentioned earlier I thought was kind of interesting is how many people are starting to use it for machining. Uh, yes, because sir. that same corrosion protection, when you're saying you're cutting a piece of aluminum or cut a piece of steel, it's now being exposed to the atmosphere for the first time. So it can corrode. By having that anti-corrosion in there, you're actually protecting that surface that you just cut. But it just turns out, I mean, this is the way things happen in the world. We create something, invent something, and it turns out it works great for that. Unintended consequence. Yeah. How about Viagra? I don't think yeah, anything hey, that, no, that, was, that was definitely not for that. <laughs> you know. So, so I got guys now calling me every day and telling me about, uh, man, I used it porting, head porting, grinding aluminum, yeah. drilling, tapping, machining. I mean, even gun cleaning. Yeah. And they're using it. They're finding it. Of course, as men, that's what we like to do. I'm going to take this. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can't make it work for that. Yeah. And then when it does, it's a hit. So we definitely have a, a much broader market than I thought we had here. That's cool. Very exciting. Gary, thank you very much for uh, sure. joining us here. And that's the why we, the whole industry, right? That's that's our industry. That's yeah. why we have the PRI show and we show up and we do this kind of stuff, is to find that next little thing and keep iterating, innovating, because that's what makes racing fun. Yes, it's, it's the, whole, the whole shebang. And we're yeah. just happy that you're back. I'm glad to be back. Now, if I come to the expo, you're not going to get me sick again, right? No, yes, definitely not. <laughs> Gary Stinnett with us here, Total Seal Booth PRI 2022.